is. He is doing it. He's still on the show. Not true? No, I bought this. All right. James, apparently, <laughs> Pedro Pascal is still in The Mandalorian. Did you know I that? doubt it. <laughs> Did you read something? Not, not what I've heard. Yeah. Hey, welcome everybody to TRB Live, baby! I'm John. That's James. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us on this live show, or if you're listening on your favorite podcast apps. Yeah, we're going to get into that whole debacle that's running wild uh, online about Pedro Pascal and his current role in The Mandalorian. And it seems to come up every time a new season of Mandalorian rolls around. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that and, and try to get to the truth and the facts because there's a lot of craziness going on out there on blogs and websites and podcasts mm-hmm. and YouTube and uh, all that stuff. But uh, James, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? You ready for um, this? Yeah, I am excited for Thanksgiving. Uh, it's funny because Bennett gets like the week off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, the whole week? He gets, yeah, he gets the whole week off. Oh, wow. Um, so I don't know. It's it's interesting because uh, I think it's been a while since we've been in the um, period where we, we've had him home all day for multiple days, but it's leading up to Thanksgiving. Well, th- uh, Thursday and Friday will probably be pretty crazy. All right. Very good. Yeah, we're uh, going to my parents' house uh, a couple towns over. Um, and we alternate. We usually would alternate years, um, but everyone's on the same schedule. So me and my siblings and, and their spouses or what have you, we're all going to be together. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it and doing the... I like, I like really the tradition of Thanksgiving because it's almost the same every year in a sense, but I love it. So I just... Let me go through that. Let me go on that ride again. Let me do Space Mountain again, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're here to talk about Star Wars, Star Wars news. Before we do, before we do, before we do, before we do. Oh, no. <laughs> before we do this, I guess. Hey, I've never been on this show alone. This is wild. Um, John was saying the chat's going to blow up here in a second. Uh, <laughs> good evening. Uh, before we do this, uh, John, I know what he was going to say, and I'm going to wait until he gets back to talk about that. But inside the uh, resistance base we were kind of sharing, we we have a, um, a small group chat called Dad Jokes. And I threw in a photo of uh, what was going around on the internet of uh, George Lucas apparently photobombing a family from like 20 years ago. Did anybody see this photo? Um, it'll come in. Look, I'm getting some. I'm getting some uh, um, help here. Some motivation. Everybody is laughing. James, take it away. Yeah, I'm the only one here. But John's computer does this sometimes, and we are working to try to fix it. So it is what it is. But uh, I wanted to get to that photo. John will. John will probably bring it up here or come back here in a minute. Um, so I'll go ahead and, and, uh, pull up that photo. Where was it? Uh, I'm bringing here. Yeah. Look at this. And I, like I said, we, we threw this in the group chat, but it has been going around. So I'm sure probably lots of people saw the photo. 
but it is uh, a family that said they were looking through their Disney photos and then they looked in the background and they realized that it was uh, <laughs> George Lucas sitting in the background. Uh, and what an odd thing to have. Um, it reminds me a lot of there's another video of a guy walking around just like downtown New York or something and noticed that there was uh, George Lucas like walking behind him. They were like filming a promo video or something. Again, if you guys know, if you guys remember this, then uh, let me know. Um, John is back now. John, what are you uh, what are you thinking about? <laughs> Sorry, you went away. I had to hold it down. I saw um Rule we like and how we, I executed Order sixty six. Were you like Garth in Wayne's World? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, are you on the right mic? You might want to switch over if possible. Yeah, I'm in the process of getting all that fixed. I thought this whole problem was behind me, but I don't want to talk about it much longer because our audio was understandable. Um, um, what did I miss? You just went right into the George Lucas thing. I did because the other thing I wanted to wait until you got back, but this is what, what did you think of this, this photo? Did, did this make you laugh or do, do you think it's a, it well, could be Photoshopped. You don't know. I think it's real. Um, I also just find it funny that for a while it was that video that that guy was filming some sort of news thing and George Lucas right. just cruising in the background. That, yeah. yeah. It's sort of becoming like George is this like mythical creature that just appears like Bigfoot in the background of things <laughs> and when you see the great like one of the greatest storytellers in cinema history just taking a seat taking a breather at disney in the background of a family photo i think that's amazing i love everything about this so uh i thought that's just so fun and so cool so a very uh nice thing that that uh that guy shared so i dig it yeah it's pretty funny um do you want to get into the other thing yeah, let's get into the other things. So uh, hopefully I am beyond my technical difficulties, but uh, please join us in uh, congratulating Lacey. She gave birth to her son earlier this week, uh, and she is doing well. Baby's doing well. Family's doing well. I believe she is home now, uh, but she is taking some time away, of course, to spend as much time with her baby as possible, her day job, podcast, all that stuff, as as uh, as she should. So, uh, Lacey, I don't know if you're watching or not. Sometimes she she'll pop into the chat or what have you. But uh, yeah, we miss you. Um, but more importantly than all of that, um, I I don't know how to put this, <laughs> but I have to make this about myself because I guessed the name of Lacey's baby. And we're going to put up the text exchange that we had on September 26th right now, me and Lacey, because I would keep like throwing these weird names out there. And this is what we did. So here we go. Uh, Oh my gosh. James is going to put that up right on the screen for everyone to see. There it is. So I wrote Archie Shay. And she said, Archie LMAO. Where are you getting these names? And I said, randomly. And she said, LOL, at least you aren't calling him Boba Fett again, which I don't remember calling him Boba Fett. But yes, uh, Lacey's son's name is Archer Luke. And he, uh, I guess he's going to go by Archie. I don't know, but I guessed the name. So I will hold that over Lacey's head for the rest of time. She did give me permission to share this, just in case anyone's wondering. But uh, all jokes aside, let's all make sure we congratulate Lacey and uh be happy that all are well and Lacey, of course will be back with us soon of course so 
Uh, congrats, Lacey, and mm-hmm. welcome to the base, little Arch. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so I was so glad and, and relieved that everything went well. You never know with birth and stuff. I mean, it's basically major surgery, you know. Yeah. So uh, I was glad to hear that everything went well. Baby's doing well. She was doing well. She's been in the chat. Um, and uh, what a wild thing that you pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> you know what it was though? I guessed a bunch of things, and I, I mean, kept- yeah, but even I mean, if I was guessing some a random person's name you know what i mean like so i was doing I like i did i did a lot of cartoon characters and like movie characters so i did the characters from jaws they were wrong of course i did characters from clerks i did sylvester for sylvester the cat and then i started doing jughead and archie and <laughs> I threw archie out there and i didn't realize that she didn't say no to that one she just said where are you getting these names and she pointed that out to me i'm like oh i, I should have known but there we mm-hmm. go. But uh, yes, again, very happy for you, Lacey. Look forward to having you back. We'll obviously be talking to you behind the scenes, but be well and uh, welcome to Little Archer, mm-hmm. the base. Uh, all right. Now, later in the show, we are going to do Ask the Resistance. So uh, if you want us to discuss a Star Wars question that you think is pretty cool to chat about, pop it in the live chat here. Use the hashtag Ask the Resistance and we'll add it to the list to get to later in the show and of course we do have super chats available uh those speed you right up to the front of the line and we will talk about those uh immediately uh so thank you for all that support and just whether you listen or watch or however you're part of trb thanks for hanging out with us and enjoying us talking about star wars so um james before we get into the resistance report i did see we just got one of those super chats so let's uh, go for it you know, let's pop that up right now. All right. That is. Oh, there it is. So Christian we have Morales. Christian Morales. What did Christian have to say, James? Christian said, congrats on your new edition, Lacey. Here's this uh, to get him or yourself something. So right that be... that's going straight to Lacey. Right. Straight to Lacey. <laughs> Me and James are going to be splitting that and going to Jimmy Dong's Chili Dogs after the podcast. <laughs> Heck uh, yes. No, thanks. Thanks, Chris, for that. I appreciate that very much. Um, All right, James, let's get into our first segment. A lot of like weird stories uh, that we're probably going to go on some tangents over, but let's fire up the old resistance report. It's the resistance. Yep. Uh, the Mandalorian. So this is this was kind of a funny and interesting thing that was happening because we recorded um, some stuff last week where we were talking, where I like wrote out the whole schedule and we were discussing all of the release dates. And I was like, I feel like this is this was the one that I was like a little bit of a stretch. I said Mandalorian season four at the end of 2025. Um. But the thing about that is that it's looking like that might be closer to true, if not even possibly earlier, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Mandalorian season four, and you can get into the timelines because you understand that stuff a little bit better, but it, it looks like it is ramping up to begin production. Um, that's coming from Brennan Wayne. That's coming from Katie Sackoff, who actually, we're doing a lot of pictures like all of a sudden out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but Katie Sackoff uh, dropped a picture uh, online to say that she was excited to um, put the wig back on. You know, and she has her and, baby. 
Yep. Yeah. I love and that she has turn. a version of she has a version of the wig at home. I wonder if that's the wig, <laughs> or that's a break room from. Could be like she said, right. "Throwback Thursday." So this was from a long time. Oh ago, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, yeah so that, that could have been on the set when she had a new baby or something. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. I'm not really sure. So, yeah. Yeah, Brendan Wayne said they're ramping up. Um, Katie Sackhoff said she's ready to get back. We know already that John Favreau had the scripts done before the strike. I think he was maybe even premeditating the strike. Mm-hmm. So I think they're in good shape. Where I'm just putting this is if the original plan was for them to start filming in September-ish, I believe it was late September, of like this year, which obviously obviously has passed. You take the four months of the strike. I would just tack that right onto that. So I think they're going to start filming after the holidays, after the new year, probably January. Mando has usually filmed for about six months or so, I believe is the, is the running uh, average. So that puts them at say midsummer. Uh, I think they'd be able to turn it around the way they've done post-production with the Mandalorian and get that thing out for around the time of spring 2025 celebration. I think that's uh, a possibility there. So where was my uh, list? But uh, I, I have to say, I, it excites me to hear this. Um, One thing I do want to say, because a lot of people still in articles and reports and, and wherever, on posts online, they still refer to Brendan Wayne as a stunt double for Pedro Pascal. We have to get rid of that. That's out the window now. He's not a stunt double. Uh, we're going to two seasons in a row now where he's the guy in the suit. Like, we, we didn't call David Prowse James Earl Jones's stunt double. David Prowse was Darth yeah. Vader. Yeah. Brendan Wayne is the Mandalorian, and we need to put that on his name. Um so maybe early on, you know, season one, I don't believe Pedro was on set more than a day or so. Season two, obviously a bit more. We had a few episodes where he was unmasked. And then back to season three and four, uh, it's sounding like, at least for four, not going to be on set the same way he wasn't on set for season three. So two seasons in a row now, no Pedro Pascal on set physically. Strictly looks like he's going to be just doing a voice role here, though I think you would probably agree with me, James, that when that movie rolls around, somehow Pedro Pascal is going to be very available for that and uh, be (laughs) ready to film and in the suit for that one, uh, diverting Brendan Wayne back. But we need to thank and give Brendan Wayne a lot of credit because people still seem to just label him as a stunt double. And he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, quite literally, from a physical perspective. So I'm going to call him just as much the Mandalorian as I'm calling uh, Latif Crowder uh, and, of course, uh, Pedro Pascal as mm-hmm. right now the voice of Din Charn. So just like Darth Vader, a lot of people come together to make a character come to life. Same thing with Grogu. They have like 12 people operating him at all times. Same thing with the Mandalorian and Brendan Wayne should be put up there. So I, I like him being excited to come back. Um, I, at the same time, I know our next story will, will, this will bleed into our next story, but James, I want your thoughts on the, what the, the deal with Mando and, uh, are, are you, uh, on my timeline or are you excited? Where are you at? So, you know, when people say like, I'm not the biggest fan of, and it, it usually means like, I don't like, I'm, I'm literally trying to seriously be like, I'm not the biggest fan of Pedro Pascal. 
I actually like the guy to some degree. I mean, I'm, he's fine, you know, but I'm not the biggest fan of Pedro Pascal. And it seems like when we talk about the Mandalorian, it's always with this, like, that's him. He's the guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I feel he's very detached from star Wars. He is the voice that I'm hearing. Um, and I can recognize that from other shows or movies that I watch, but I mean, to only have like three scenes in a show where your face is shown and to know that pretty often we talk about this, that he's not on the set. There's nothing wrong with this. I'm not mad at him. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying it's an odd situation. And so when we get stories like this, that's like, what? He's not returning. He's just going to do his voice. I'm like, that's been the situation. Why do we think he's the Mandalorian like that? Um, like off screen, we're like, that's him. And I'm like, that it's not. And it's kind of like what you're saying too. I think I almost feel like they would, they probably won't because of the, the popularity of the stars, but like, mm-hmm. I think it, it would be only fair to be like, even more so in the front about like this is this is this other person you know yeah i i think they tried to hide it for season one um and the like diehards like us especially back when i was writing for star wars news now like we were really dialed into the fact that pedro pascal wasn't going to be on set rumors back then started that he was angry at them and stuff and right season two rolls around and they're like well he's going to be on set more but not that much and he's still mad at them and he's still quitting and then season three rolls around and it's like, he's pretty much just going to do a voice for us. I think they were pretty transparent about it at that point. Cause everyone sort of knew and still more rumors. Oh, he's, he's quitting, but it was, he's leaving. And, it, and it was surprising too at the time, because I remember you and Lacey were both like, he's got to remove his helmet, show the star, blah, blah, blah. And I was very much in the mindset of like, I I'm fine with the Mandalorian wearing the helmet. That makes mm-hmm. sense to me. The story, the the trajectory he's on, what he's trying to accomplish. And right. I'm like, it, it works with the fact that you also have this other star who's very busy all the time. Yeah. If it was, I mean, if it was really up to me, like in my opinion, yeah, sure, I'd like him to be involved more often. That I think that would be cool if he was involved more oh, often. Of course. If he did, you yeah, re- want to remove his helmet or they wanted to tell those stories, that's fine. But they've tailored it in a way that they've created a character um like we've talked about other like like a master chief or something like that they failed because they like removed the guy's helmet i'm like i'm okay with master chief wearing a helmet because that's what he does he never takes it off you know so if you want to give me that character and then you're trying to like take away that lore from him because you got a star. I'm like, no, just have the star do the voice. That's cool. And you have a character that has that thing and that's neat. And you know, he's, he's iconic with the helmet. He's not, people don't think of the Mandalorian as Pedro Pascal's face. I think they they see the character and they know that his face has that helmet. And it's like, that's doing good for the Mandalorian lore in star Wars and building that up and everything. It's just, but, I, I think it's smart. But it does, I think, reveal their hand a bit in the sense where um, people who 
are you know people who are hoping for a romance in in the Mandalorian between whether it's Bo-Katan and and Mando or Mando and Omera from season one. Uh, I don't. You're, I, I mean, I think it's, it's clear you're not getting that if you're not getting him taking the helmet off. Uh, what that means for the future, we're not sure, of course. Um, but also, then you're taking out any of those heavy scenes that you know Pedro wasn't in a lot, but the Bill Burr episode, the the intensity of that scene uh, with Pedro right there in the mix, uh, the end of season one taking his helmet off. And then of course the big moment when he says goodbye to Grogu in season two, we're not going to get that. And now we know we're not going to get that. So mm-hmm. um, can, can we get, are we okay with that? Uh, we're going to have to be, but I do think once that movie rolls around, all of a sudden Pedro's schedule is going to free up pretty, pretty smoothly for us. But Lacey, <laughs> Lacey is in the chat and she says, why is Pedro taking every movie job? Um, this goes back to, we didn't say it, but yeah, he's doing gladiator two. He's shooting the last of us. He's yep. now being reported to play. He's going to be Richard or Reed Richards. I almost yep. called him Richard Reed, <laughs> Reed Richards in the mm-hmm. fantastic four movie that's being reported yep. now. So yep. he's definitely a busy person. And, uh, like I said before, it would be, it would be cool if he was more involved in star Wars and wanted to be, but also, like I said before, you have this character who doesn't remove his helmet. So why, you know, like let him be the voice. And he's like, cool. I kind of get to be a character without even being a character. I, I would love to know the truth behind the scenes about all this. Cause when Pedro got the gig, I only knew him as, Viper, you know, the guy from Game of Thrones when he got and the I didn't know him at all. I'm talking about this is late summer 2018, like five years ago. So I, I, I don't, unless he has like amazing agents or something, I find it hard pressed to believe that they, from that point, developed a contract with him where they're like, you know, you may not have to be here or something. So I don't know if things have soured for him a little bit where he's, a little over it or what have you, or he's just like, look guys, I, I want to do these other gigs. I still want to do what you guys are doing. I think we're pretty good with what we got going on with Brendan in the suit. Can, is the story okay here? I mean, either way, he's still in it and he's still going to be doing the voice of the Mandalorian, which is very important. Again, voices in star Wars are very important. Uh, you know, C3PO. Yes. Anthony Daniels is in the suit, but that voice, so important to C-3PO. Darth Vader, James Earl Jones, integral to the entire saga. Uh, and then, of course, our, uh, you can go down the list of animation, too. And there's tons of uh, other voices throughout Creatures and what have you. It is very important. And he plays. He still plays a significant role, still carries a lot of weight with the popularity, having his name attached. He's the guy who's going to be on the couch on Jimmy Fallon promoting it. It's probably not going to be Wayne. Um, and that all makes sense uh, because... The general audiences, for the most part, probably have no idea that he's not in the suit. They probably think he's there in the suit. <laughs> yeah, right? so it's true. Uh, but I, I just wanted to, it's not really a story, so to speak, but I think just clearing that up because there's a lot of, I guess you can call it irresponsible article headlines and stuff out there saying um, Pedro Pascal no longer involved with the Mandalorian or, you know, not, not, not arriving on set or, you know, all these things alluding to that he's mad or that he's not involved anymore. So I know our audience knows, cause you know, if you're listening to us, you're probably a diehard, but definitely just to make it clear that it's the same exact thing that it was last season, pretty much the same as season one and almost season two. It's just, he's not really going to be in the suit a lot. 
that's pretty much the, the, the gist. It's nothing groundbreaking, really. And uh, every time a new season of The Mandalorian comes up, people find a way to make it seem like Pedro Pascal's out the door and they're like replacing him or something like that. And it's just not the case. It's the same exact thing we were in as they were ramping up for uh, production on season three. You mentioned something briefly about he's not going to take his helmet off, so we'll just have to deal with that. Is that do you do you fall in line with like that spoilery? Well, that's sort of what I was alluding to. Like, I don't that means, you know, we're not getting, you know, a romance uh, kiss or anything like that. There's not going to be a, a more an intimate moment between like Bogotan or, or, or Pedro or uh, a, a, a big, deep emotional moment between Grogu and Din the way we saw in season two. Um, we can cross all those off. Unless, which is also still very possible, they're like, hey, are these two weeks, let us know which work for you. Are you going to be in LA? We want to do the one scene for chapter, you know, 32, where you deliver this monologue. Can you come down and, and, and knock it out? And he's like, yeah, sure. We're just not going to tell everybody. And then all of a sudden we're watching Mando season four. Our minds are set on Pedro's not in it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, boom, the helmet comes off and he's there. That would be really cool. Yeah, I do wonder if like those reports are like, you know, coming from he's not going to be on set. Well, he's never really on set. So they can confirm that. And then we as fans go, oh, well, that means that we're not going to get a face reveal. But it still doesn't mean like when you say, yeah, I'm never on set. Yeah, I'm not. Do I'm doing this just the same way as I did last season. But it's like you could schedule something to come down and shoot one scene one day you know exactly yeah it, it, so it's not completely it, it's not like they're coming out and saying um don't expect to see pedro pascal's face in the mandalorian mm-hmm. season four they're not saying yeah. that and this right. is all reports so i think yeah. we could we can um reasonably assume that we probably won't see him but it's always possible uh, and it's not a complete spoiler. It's not like something part of the story is getting ruined because we right. know for a fact. Yeah. Um, now, before we move on to our next story, which uh, is definitely more of a light one and fun one and hopeful mm-hmm. one, perhaps for some, uh, I just want to pop up the super chat from Freezy. Mm-hmm. Two, three, two, four. We'll actually get, we'll answer this in Ask the Resistance, but I wanted to pop it up there. Thank you for the super chat, Freezy. Appreciate mm-hmm. it very much. Uh, the question is, why do you think actors like Pedro, Adam Driver, and Harrison Ford don't seem to embrace Star Wars? So it's a good question, and we will tackle it in Ask the Resistance. So thank you very much, Freezy, for that super chat. Um, and Lacey, I did see you in the chat. Hello. Hope <laughs> you and Arch are doing well. Um, all right. James, what's our next story? The next story is uh, a short one, so we'll do a, a, a quick round. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kihu Kwan was reported it was reported by Collider that he had asked Kathleen Kennedy specifically that he loves Star Wars and he would love to be in Star Wars can you make it happen can you put me in Star Wars Um, and it was just kind of an interesting thing because um, I mean he has had such a big resurgence everybody is really excited about this this, this actor and and his journey and all this and he seems so genuine and so happy at, that when he says he wants to be in Star Wars you all the Star Wars fans go yeah put him in Star Wars I mean he's good he's great we love him 
and he wants to do it. Like this is another one of those things where we were talking about just a couple weeks ago, like the directors, producers, and writers who all want to do Star Wars. It's actors too, you know? <laughs> like at what point are we going to hear that he's in a Star Wars project and then he's not, you know? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like one of these, one of those things. But what do yeah. you think about uh, Kihu Kwan uh, possibly – uh, appearing in a and in, in his next big franchise, Star Wars. Uh, Hui Kwan. I, I mean, you know, I am a big Indiana Jones fan, so and I, I love Short Round, um, and I liked seeing his comeback, um, alongside Brendan Fraser. Um, we're both in Encino Man. A lot of people forget that Hui Kwan was in Encino Man, but. Um, I, th- yeah, I would have no problem with him being in Star Wars. Uh, he is I, I I believe his energy and his personality is genuine and he seems very excited to just be involved with all of these things. Even when he looks back on stuff that may have hurt his career as an adult, like the Goonies and Indiana Jones, he speaks about them very warmly and lovingly and he's very gracious. It's not one of those things like, oh, I, I, that's in my past. I was a kid, like that stuff. I'm, I'm serious now. You know, I'm an Oscar winner. He's, he still has that youthful energy about him. But I do think it would be really funny because he always seems to do this thing where he sneak attacks people and he like creeps up on them and then he like gives them a big hug and he's very excited and all that stuff. He even did it to like Joe Biden, the president. <laughs> Joe Biden's like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, So uh, it would be funny if he did that to Kathleen Kennedy. He's like, can I be in Star Wars? And she's like, no. <laughs> he's like, wait, what? People don't say no to me now. Come on. Yeah. But I, I could see this happening. I don't know what type of role he would have, but I could. I would love to see him as like a supporting role uh, in some sense, even if it's a, like maybe if it's a similar callback to like his role in Goonies, where he's like a gadget guy or something. But his energy and he's talented, and he's he's been a part of the family. He got to start with Lucasfilm with George Lucas, so it would be a nice sort of bookend. Not to say that that'd be the end, but a nice little uh, full circle, I guess, is a better way to put it. Uh, I, I love it. I, I have no problems with him wanting to be in Star Wars. Go shoot your shot. We've seen what happens when people do that. Fan castings, Rosario Dawson playing up to that, and now, boom, she's Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. put it out there. Go for it. It doesn't always work. Mina Masoud comes to mind about uh, Ezra. But I I think it'd be cool if he was in Star Wars. Why not? They're, they're making a ton of stuff, apparently. He can fit in there somewhere. We got Urkel in there. Why can't we get Kui Kwan? Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was kind of interested because we we were at the Indiana Jones premiere and he was there. Kathleen Kennedy was there. I was like, did this happen this night? Like maybe he's not talked about it, Mm -hmm. but... But when it was brought up, like, would you ever want to be in Star Wars? You know, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I asked Kathleen Kennedy, put me in Star Wars. You know, and I'm like, that would have been an opportunity where they were both in the same room, just like kind of hanging out. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that would be something where you would say, yeah, I don't know. That that would be a perfect time to be like, you know, hey, you know, know, I'm doing other things. But if there's any opportunities, I would love to return just the same. Um, I'm down with, with him being in it. I... I always this is kind of one of those things where you have to ride the the debate of like when you know the celebrity versus where when it's like Daisy Ridley. You know, it's like we yeah. didn't know Daisy Ridley. We didn't know we didn't really know John Boyega either. Um I think some people work and that's fine. I I, I would 
I would notice him immediately, but I don't think it would be like, take me out of the story. I w- I'm sure I would just accept his character, you know, and be like, oh, that's who he plays. Yep, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I welcome it, and I hope that it happens. I would love to see him. Uh, have you watched Loki? Not, the, uh, not season two. Not season two. I haven't started it yet either. We're kind of in a weird spot where Bennett is getting older, so he's uninterested in watching the Marvel shows with us, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're trying to find things that he's interested in, but that means that me and my wife can't watch it at the same time. He, so he's in Loki, I'm right? Figuring that out. He's in Loki season two, yes. Which yeah. uh, we even saw um, someone earlier commenting that they loved loved him in um, oh, cool. Loki season two and that he did really well. Nice. Um, yeah, and don't forget that if you guys have questions, we're going to be doing Ask the Resistance at the end of the show. So throw in that hashtag Ask the Resistance and then your question, and we will get to it at the end. Um, we have another story about Taika Watiti. Actually, sort of two stories. Yeah. And this is a hot button <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the first one, it comes from E.T., uh, he says, uh, I mean, it comes from ET. That's the report, but Taika Waititi says that he's got four projects to complete before he can really put his efforts towards star Wars. And, uh, at the same time, variety was doing an interview with him and they said, how's that, how's the star Wars coming along? And he says, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. It's going to be a Taika Waititi movie. Uh, and what he means by that is it's going to piss people off is, is his exact quote. Mm-hmm. And I, um, when I saw that, I thought of you, John, because you've been on record a little bit talking about how you wouldn't mind if Taiki Watiti wasn't part of Star Wars because you don't like some of the, the approach that he gives towards things. No, is that no, true? I don't no, I wouldn't say it's the approach. Just the uh, I I wasn't the biggest fan of his Thor movies, um, but I'm not the biggest Thor fan, so that could be that too. I I like Taika. Um, I like how he approaches things head on from a fan reaction standpoint. He knows how to poke. He knows how to take the stuffiness out of the room by addressing it first, sort of thing. Um, so. I think he has the right makeup to handle doing Star Wars and not worrying. He probably doesn't care less about backlash or anything like that. Right. I'm sure that does not bother him at all. Um, but what I do find interesting is that he's saying he, you know, he has four scripts to finish before he can revisit his Star Wars project. And he sort of did that thing Ryan Johnson did where you know, Ryan Johnson's trilogy of movies was announced, but then like as another year fell, fell off the ca- calendar, it became, we're still developing uh, the movies. We're still working on it. And then it became, we're working on a project. Uh, we're still tossing ideas around. We're developing something. And now Tyke's almost saying the similar thing. He's not saying like my movie. He's like, he said something along the lines of like, we're still working on something together or something like that, which is, mm-hmm. which is going in the wrong direction because let's not forget his movie was announced. It had graphics. Uh, it was alluded that it would be about the past and the Jedi. And 
uh, if I'm putting together all the stories, I think it was like a year or so ago, he said like, um, just struggling with the ending. And Kathleen Kennedy said, we're struggling with the middle. Middle. And yeah. and now he's saying he has four other projects before he can go back to Star Wars because he doesn't want to rush it. So to me, when I connect all those dots, it just sounds like they put the the cart before the horse. We heard the reports that it was Disney that sort of pushed Kathleen Kennedy to announce all that stuff in that mm-hmm. on that webcast in 2020. Maybe this was still in the mixing bowl and not ready to be announced. But it seems like it's going in the wrong direction. And I just wonder if they still want to work with him, but it's like not a priority. So we're not going to put too much pressure on this thing just so you can get your Star Wars movie out. Because we have the Filoni, we have all this other stuff now that we're going to be doing first. So it just seems to me like it never really was a fully realized idea. I bet there was an outline. I bet there was a chat and he had some wild zany idea and he drew a picture that looked really cool. And they're like, this guy's great. Let's get him in here. Let's do it. Tyke is very popular. He's successful. He's talented. And now they're like, okay, well, we actually have to do this. So what are we going to do? And you don't hear Christy Wilson Carnes name anymore. Who the, uh, from the movie 1917. She was supposed to co-write this with him. He hasn't mentioned her once, so is she out? So there's a lot of things changing with this. I think with Taika, what I need to do is pretend it doesn't exist, pretend he's not making it. I wish people stopped asking him about it at this point. If he's sitting here telling us he's working on four other scripts before he goes back to revisit this Star Wars project, he's ways, ways off. Uh, mm-hmm. So years at this point. So let's just pretend it's not happening. And when it comes back around, it comes back around because he's gonna just going to keep giving quotes like this to just have some fun with it saying like, yeah, I'm here to piss people off. I'm going to make this movie and piss people off. It's just like, all right, man, I know you're joking around and goofing around, but um, we'll see you when it's time for you to actually put your hands in the clay and make this thing. I mean, he's always going to answer the questions if somebody else asks him. So he's like, yeah, I'm just really far away. So, uh, you know, but I'm still doing it. Um, I do sort of forget about Taika's movie. I think so much about everything else that he's doing and how he's involved. He also did say in, in one of these two reports or, or another maybe that he's not doing Thor 5. That if they if they decide to do a Thor five or they move forward, that's it's not me. I'm I'm not involved in Thor anymore. Um, and uh, the one thing that I thought was really funny is because uh, when I said that you didn't care for his approach, I thought it was this this sort of attitude, or it was like you know his attitude, or just his personality in general, or something along those lines. And when you said he's doing the same thing Ryan did, I thought you were going to bring this up. But again, he's doing the same thing as Ryan in the sense of he doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to make a Star Wars movie that I want to make, and I'm pretty certain that the thing that I'm planning on doing is going to be controversial or divide the fan base, or it's going to make people angry. And I'm like, I don't want that, (laughs) man. I want a movie that like people are going to be excited about, but I think, is that like his personality? I think there's two different people. I, I, I think Taika is making fun of the fact that people think that's just how star Wars fans are. Right. So, I think he's just he's being aware of the fact that like it's, it's Star like, Wars. So it doesn't matter what I do. It, it will make people upset. He, he's doing the eight mile thing, 
the eight mile trick at the end of the movie where he's like, I'm going to make fun of myself first so that you have nothing to say sort of thing in a light, but in a very tongue in cheek way. Like he's obviously not going to try to make a Star Wars movie to piss people off. If anyone like sees that quote and is like, I can't believe Kathleen Kennedy brought this guy in. He's telling us he's going to piss us off. Well, that's the Ryan Johnson how, thing. Those quotes of him do you have like, to be? I want it to make people angry, you know, or whatever. Yeah, whereas Ryan Johnson, I think he did want to challenge the idea of the status quo of Star Wars, and I think he was very vocal about that. Even in his back and forth with uh, Mark Hamill over over Luke and stuff, which we are we're going to talk about that on uh, Monday. But um, yeah, I I'm totally down to see a Taika Waititi Star Wars movie. I don't think we're going to see it for at least five years if it does happen. So I'm cool to just like pop it out of my brain. When it comes back around, cool. Um, and I think we're good with people asking him about it because clearly he's saying, like, I'm literally working on four other things before I do that. So he's not going to be giving any updates on this. So he's instead, he's going to give these tongue-in-cheek little quotes because he's just he likes entertaining himself and he likes being uh, funny. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's basically it. I just I hope that he um when is when the time comes around, it's sooner than later. I hope that he does something that's awesome um and is maybe uh, maybe divisive but on a good light. We're like okay with having the argument. You know what I mean? Like um, Is it is it divisive almost sort of or like uh, what? Is it divisive or divisive? It's both, but I I say divisive. Do you really? You're a divisive yeah. guy? Mm-hmm. There's oh. words you say, too, that I'm like, I wouldn't say it that way. Really? <laughs> yeah, a couple. That's fair. I know I know for a fact I have some. Um, but uh, where was I at? Um, oh, I was saying something like a controversial thing, sort of in a positive light, more like a, um, like, I don't want to compare it to Twilight, but that's the first thing that's popping in my head, like a, team Jacob team Edward sort of thing where we're like, you can, you can be um, like on the side or understand, but at the end of the day, we're like, man, what a good movie. You know, like everybody is like, I like that there's back and forth with that discussion and we have different sides, but it's not like a, I liked it and, and they ruined it sort of um, yeah. competition. Yeah. I, I yeah. hope that's not the case, um, um, but that's it. Do you want to move on to questions? Yeah, let's fire up Ask the Resistance. All right. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right. There he is, young Anakin, doing the thing, asking the questions. Um, we are not going to answer that question, but we will answer these. Uh, and the first one comes from freezing chlorine question to be clear not yeah. like one you saw in the chat <laughs> no no yeah the one from a uh, little anakin it came in from um, uh, meatloaf and john's like i'm not answering that <laughs> well if anakin yeah if anakin asked people in the sequel trilogy era what are midichlorians they'd be like i have no idea no clue <laughs> ray's like what's a midichlorian i never thought about it like that before what's a midichlorian <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Freezy2324 asked, why do you think actors like Pedro, Adam Driver, and Harrison Ford don't seem to embrace Star Wars? Um, obviously an assumption, but there are things that would lead people to think of this. So, James, uh, why do you think that's the case? I think it is, 
it's sort of twofold. It's when two things come together. I think the first thing, in my opinion, is not everybody is totally into Star Wars. You can like Star Wars. If I was, if I had the ability to be in a Star Trek movie, I'd be like, that's awesome. I like Star Trek. That's cool. I don't follow it. You know what I mean? I'm not like super excited about it. There are other projects that I'd like to work on, especially um, Oscar Isaac is another one in here. He doesn't seem super crazy about Star Wars, but that's because he has the ability to work on these other projects that really mean something to him because it that's cinema, mm. that's film, that's where he's coming from. I know he said at the very beginning like he was excited about Star Wars, but I feel like everybody was really wrapped up in that. But I think of him just in general, I think of him like when he looks at his catalog – if you were to say, what are what are the three roles you're the most proud of? I don't think he's necessarily being like, I got to be in Star Wars. I think he's like, I'm proud of this because of the story or the direction or what we did with it or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm thinking all that. The other side of it too is I think it's a little bit of a game. I think it's a play it cool. Um, and I think a lot of these guys uh, have possibly the ability of like really – fanning out and being into it, but they know that if they really, really tailor to one audience, then it puts them in a sort of typecast position and they want to be able to do all different roles. Take it away. I got a call. (laughs) Well, I actually don't lump Adam driver into this category. I think he may have been a bit overwhelmed by the sexualization or adoration from fans a bit too much. I think that got a little bit crazy in some regards. Um, but like he, uh, us talking with uh, Eunice Huthart, the stunt coordinator for Rise of Skywalker, uh, her jokes about how his stunt double like, had the cape on and they were like, Adam's coming, you better get out of here. Like he took it very seriously. Like he, he did not... It wasn't a situation where it's Harrison Ford being like, it's all fake. It doesn't matter. You know, he he didn't just show up and hit his mark. He took it all very seriously. The character, his performance, everything he did at 100 um, percent. I just think he his character story ended and he's just moved. He's moved on. Uh, I think, you know, that's it. There's not much more to it. Whereas. Pedro Pascal to be determined. Uh, I we like we were saying before. A lot of it would have to be based on assumptions, on you know why he's choosing these things over Mando. Um, because yeah, I, I I never like even if it's valid reasons like well my Mandalorian character wears a helmet, I can't do that with these other roles. I understand right. that. I just don't as a Star Wars fan. I never like when. Star Wars is treated like an X or like, well, I wanted to spend time with this person this Saturday, but they're not available. So now I'm going to call Star Wars and see if they're free. They weren't my first choice, but this person's not available. So I'm going to call Star Wars now. That, that feels a little like that. I don't know if it's true or not, but that feels a little like that. And then Harrison Ford's Harrison Ford, man. Like he came back to do it and he did a great job in The Force Awakens. Um, he doesn't like the silliness of all of it. I think if you ask them, like if when he gets asked valid, reasonable questions uh, that are not like, did you shoot Greedo first or did Greedo shoot you first? He's going to give you a real answer and talk about, you know, George Lucas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, he's not going to be the type of person rolling up at all these celebrations. He's one of the biggest movie stars ever. 
if not the biggest. So I got no problem with how Harrison Ford handles it. He came back. If he didn't come back, maybe I would feel differently. He came back, did it, crushed it. And what else can we say? Um, and he even came back for episode nine too and did that. So I'm all good with Harrison Ford. So there, I think there are other actors not listed here that maybe fill that um, that mode a bit more about not embracing Star Wars. But overall, I think it's they're just not like you put it, James. They're not fans the way we are. Um, some of them treat it as a gig, but there are some who clearly love it. You know, John Boyega, you know, loved it. Does he have a sour taste in it? Yeah, but that was from how fans treated him. He loved JJ. He said he would come back if JJ came back. So there's a lot of nuance to it. I don't think it's Star Wars per se. I do think fans sometimes drive these people a bit crazy and burn them out. And I get that. Um, but overall, I don't think it's the franchise itself. I, I, I think deep down a lot of people, if they haven't yet, like would probably love to get in Star Wars. Um, sort of like what Sean Levy had said and, and others about like, whoa, I, I, if I can be in Star Wars, who is, who is the person who was, uh, we were talking about last week, a director who was like, if you're in your 40s and 50s and you're making a movie and you're not trying to make it a Star oh, Wars right, movie, yeah. you're, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's stuff like that. So I don't think it's, it's that bad. I just don't think they're fans the way we're fans. But. Yeah, I think like when I'm looking at Adam Driver and Harrison Ford, for instance, like those those two people have the opportunity to constantly pound people with, I'm Kylo Ren, I'm the guy, I was in Star Wars, blah, 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 blah. But Adam is looking at Harrison Ford as a, a person who didn't do that. And in turn, it led to other things as well as like he got Indiana Jones. So what is he proud of? that too yeah you know he got uh, these other roles he was you know this thing and that thing and then he got all these um opportunities later in his life because he didn't pound the star wars so heavily Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying i'm not saying that other people are doing the wrong thing by doing that because it is very exciting but i think that harrison ford is like say like i maybe even out of the the three of them mark hamill carrie fisher harrison ford he was probably the least like i'm the character and yeah. I mean, he had the most prominent career. So it's like, I feel like Adam Driver is doing, a, taking a similar stance to that of like, it is really cool when you get to like do a gig with that person that you've looked up with your whole life. But there's this layer of like playing it cool, like, oh, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> when me and Elton were hanging out, and it's like, Elton John, it's like, yeah, we're friends, you know, and you're trying to like play it cool. <laughs> It's just like there's something about it that you it it doesn't make you look like a fan. It makes you look like you're professional or you're at a higher level or something along those lines. And when it comes to Pedro, for instance, like I I feel like he can't even do that. Like yeah. that, that's a weird situation which we already discussed earlier. He it, mm-hmm. for him to go out in public and be like, "It's me. I'm the Mandalorian." It's like it's a bad look for him. Um, not only because of what I'm saying too, don't, don't typecast yourself as that you have all these other opportunities to be great characters, but also just the behind the scenes of, um, what's actually going on with the, the, the stunt doubles and, you know, Brendan Wayne, as we were saying earlier and all this other stuff. So all that to be said, um, I just wanted to also point out, um, another one of Freezy's comments because he clarified for us, actually, it may be further back than I can remember, but man, it moved. This chat moves so fast. Oh, it's right here. He clarified for us. So there's there's the answer. He said it's divisive. Right. Uh, but no, it says it's divisive. 
I think it says it's divisive, but well, that's okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> agree to disagree. Um, all right. Our next question is going to come from Chris Morales. What's up, Christian? Yeah, it's still Christian on here. I'm calling you Christian, man. Um, yeah. He said, with phase three of the High Republic just starting, what do you think is in the future for the writers or that part of publishing as a whole afterwards? Um, I don't... So that's the thing about the High Republic. I don't know how well it's doing from a sales perspective. And as we know, that's the stuff that ultimately makes the decisions on whether there's more or what have you. Obviously, if they're in a phase three, uh, it's done well enough. I mean, books do not cost nearly as much as making shows or movies or anything like that. So it's a diff- just a different ball ballgame. Um, I, I don't know. I, I My guess would be, um, as far as just the publishing perspective of that, I... Where'd the question go? Let's get that back up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the publishing aspect of it, I just don't know. The writers will stick around because everyone seems to really enjoy the writers, especially Charles Soule has, uh, I believe he even has some sort of a, not executive, but he's on some sort of level um, mm-hmm. now. Um, and Kevin Scott's doing other things. I like that. A lot of these people who have, written for the high republic did stuff before too and they'll probably do stuff after that's that's i think the answer to the question is even though high republic wraps up they still will either stay in star wars or just choose to move on to other properties but when he means future for the writers of that part of publishing i don't think they're going to be a unit like and go to another thing and be like all right we're taking the what was it called what was the project low republic is project luminous right yeah project luminous yep so, like, we're not, like, taking our superstars from Project Luminous and now we're going to approach this. I think it's just this happened here. It was a cool thing. Um, seems like a pocket of fans really, really enjoyed it. We'll see how well it does. I, I We can't see book sales for some reason online the way we see, like, box office, which is fine. Um, but they'll still be around, I'm sure, whether it's comics and books and stuff, but not as a unit. It'll be, like, um, just sort of this was here and now. We're branching out. Um, mm-hmm. But thank you, Christian, for that. Um, all right, James, Agreed. we'll do one more here. And this will be from Darth Snips. Do you think the new season of Mando is going to cross over with the story in Ahsoka? Thrawn to fight now? What do you think, James? Do you think we're going to... Because everything's been progressing the timeline. So it hasn't been like moving past forward, past forward a lot. Do you think uh, Mando season four is going to be overlapped and sort of, we're going to see things from Ahsoka affect what we got out of here the same way we saw things from Mando season three referred to in Ahsoka. I think at some point it has to. Um, The question is, is it going to be in Mando season four? I think that since Dave Filoni has now officially been announced as the director that's going to handle this crossover, I think this is the beginning of them maybe starting to, to, to line it up. Unless, of course, because Jon Favreau is not attached to that movie, maybe it is like, this is Jon Favreau's story, and when Jon Favreau's ready to hand it off, he'll hand it off. But he's 
not as involved in Ahsoka and the movie that's eventually happening and stuff. He's like, I'm going to do the Mandalorian the way I want to do Mandalorian. And that's going to dictate the way we're moving forward. And Dave is here to watch and be part of the conversation. Um, and when he gets his chance to take over and fully lead the story, he will have everything he needs because he's been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm now I'm switching back to, I think Mando season four is Mando season four and it's not going to be very tied into Ahsoka or other or skeleton crew or other things like that. I think it's still going to be Mando's show. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I do think, I think Mando needs to get back front and center on the Mandalorian. Um, I know they've changed the narrative as to what the Mandalorian means, where when they started the show, he was the Mandalorian and now they are, even coming out and saying, um, you know, it's not necessarily him. You know, I think Rick Famuyiwa said that. I think uh, John Favreau said that. So it's ever evolving. But when you look at it from a perspective of if this is all going to build up to the movie, you got to make sure that Din Djarin is still viable and he's still front and center. He's still main part of the story because what we were talking about before, Pedro Pascal's star power. And you're going to want him leading that into that movie. So I assume there's not going to be another season of Mandalorian before the movie uh, besides season four. And I think getting him back to it's almost going to I have a feeling Mando season four is going to feel like a full circle thing where we're going to come back to less chaos and more focusing on him and Grogu and everyone else around him. Um, I think is the only thing that was missing from season three. Cause I, there were a lot in season three in terms of building the story and the lore um, might not have been everyone's favorite season, but it definitely had its big moments and moved stuff forward. Um, but I, I would like to see him front and center because I, I mean, when I think about that movie that Filoni's supposed to be doing, how do you not have Mando with Pedro Pascal and Grogu front and center on that poster, the biggest parts of that movie, especially when we talked about the viewership, Mando's killing everything in terms of the Star Wars live action shows. So everything's pointing to him. So I think it'd be, I, I think it'd be, it'd be foolish for them to not bring him back up to center. Um, now, with that said, I think there will be things peppered around it. There may be one episode to give us a bit of a connection or a reminder about this stuff, but I, I'm more with you that. Mando is going to be more Mando than uh, we may expect. So I, I like what you had to say there. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That brings us to the end of the show. I want to thank everybody, uh, whether you submitted questions, you were in the chat, or you're just listening or watching. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, be sure to continue to send your uh, congrats to Lacey, who is home now with Archer Luke. And uh, never, ever under any circumstances, ever forget that I guessed the name of that baby. Um, more important than anything. As James gives the, <laughs> the is this guy kidding me look to the camera? Yeah. Um, no, but all jokes aside, Lacey, uh, we'll, we'll chat soon, but uh, we, of course, miss you here in the base, as does everybody else. 
Make sure you are subscribed to the show on your preferred platform, uh, whatever audio podcast app, Spotify, Apple. Uh, if it has a rating, if you don't mind rating us five stars, that'd be really cool. Thank you. Uh, and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Subscribe to it. That's free as well. Uh, and then we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, we have a Discord server uh, for tiers two and up. Uh, tiers start at just five bucks. We have exclusive episodes on just for Patreon that we do every week. We have commentaries. We have other chats. We have Q&As. A lot of cool stuff happening on our Patreon as a thank you for your support. So head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And if you're able to sign up, I know it's crazy with the holidays, economy, mm-hmm. what have you. If you can't, don't worry about it. But if you can, we appreciate it. Thank you. And 2024 is shaped up to be a really cool year for Star Wars and for us. Uh, uh, big shout out to our generals and spice runners over there on Patreon. Generals Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Sneaky Zebra, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana, and Dave Hornack. I just saw Sneaky Zebra uh, move to LA, so hope everything went well. But, oh, yeah. um, from Australia, I think, or New Zealand. I forget. But Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian, and all of our patrons, all of our listeners, everybody, thank you so much for all of your support and hanging with us here. Um, social media, uh, obviously, Lacey is at Lacey Gillerin. So hit her up on all the platforms there. Uh, for me, at Johnny Hoey and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, we're doing uh, Christopher Nolan's The Prestige early next week. So check that out, uh, Just Like the Movies, on your favorite podcast app. James, how about you, good sir? Um, social media platforms, at Myra Trunks. All right. James and I will be <clears throat> back with you on Monday, where we're going to talk about how well will luke skywalker's overall story age as the years roll on so that should be an interesting discussion especially with how luke's story ended up we touched on it actually a little bit here but we'll expand upon that and more uh but enjoy your weekends and we hope you are getting ready for thanksgiving or whatever you got going on but we'll see you monday morning with another episode right here on trb see you around kids